Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase the people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know that we need so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens. In these diversity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, the Talent Surgery, the Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of them all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me for more information to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through my LinkedIn or at nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Women of FinTech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Today, we are joined by Kenzie Goodwin of Fincelerate. Now, Fincelerate is a company dedicating to accelerating FinTech engagement within financial markets, and Kenzie is here to tell us more. So welcome, Kenzie. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Nadia. Thanks very much for having me. So it would be wonderful if you could start off by telling us more about Fincelerate. Yes, of course. So uh, Fincelerate are essentially fintech sales accelerators. So our core function is very much work with tech companies in capital markets. And we work with them with the, um, with the prospect of opening and accelerating sales opportunities on their behalf. So the way that we're able to do that is twofold. So in the first instance, we go out and we source best in breed fintech firms. We partner with them. We identify who they need to connect into within financial markets. And then we make that introduction on their behalf and we um, facilitate the sale. Just in terms of the types of clients that we have, they will range um, from very early stage to also sort of very late stage and everyone in between. And our role will vary depending on the stage of the firm. So for example, if it's a later stage firm, we're more likely to utilize our networks for uh, new opportunities work alongside their existing sales team to provide a regular feed for qualified prospects for the later stage firms that are potentially overseas they're looking to expand in Europe and what they would do is they would hire us to open up doors and opportunities for them before they go down the road of making um, local hires over here and then um, for the early stage firms, our role is essentially to get their sales or, or their revenue pipeline ready for when they go fundraising for Series A. So that would be our role with the, with the earlier stage fintech firms. So it sounds and like then, you have a lot of support for all of these different sizes of companies. Yes, no, absolutely. And then also, I mean... Uh, I, I should also point out actually that we're a team at um, Fincelerate, so we're a small sales team and we're a mixture of um, uh, former capital markets professionals as well as vendor sales professionals. So that's how we're able to bridge the gap between you know, the vendor space and the cap market space. And collectively, we've got about sort of, I mean, it makes us sound rather old, but you know, collectively, we've got about 130 years of, of experience um, between us all. So 
but we're not all that old, just so you're aware. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so good. That's good to hear, hear all of that experience and, and how you're using it. Now, what about you? A bit more about you. It'd be lovely to know about your journey to this position and what got you here. Yes, of course. So, um, so my career, well, my career journey to date was sort of very, very linear. And then I've had a sudden pivot, I guess, in um, 2019, sort of last year. And, and what, what I realized when I was then sort of looking back is in that sort of very linear time, I was actually making lots of sort of small pivots on the unit, which I didn't quite appreciate at the time. But to, to answer your question, so I graduated sort of quite a long time ago now, um, just before the turn of the millennium. Um, I graduated uh, with a math degree from um, UCL here in the UK and I joined BlackRock as an equity trader and back then it was um, Merrill Lynch Investment Managers so it was the um, legacy Mercury Asset Management business which had a massive um, domestic footprint back then at the time and also um, I think you're probably a bit young to remember the turn of the millennium, but it was uh, it was a very exciting time um, in in markets. In that you know this was the internet boom, share prices were going north. There's lots of capital commitment. There's lots of risk, and it was very very exciting times. And and that's that's when that was I guess my sort of big intro into the city. And, and it was fun, it was exciting. And, and I felt that, you know, I was using loads of stuff that I'd learned at university and I was having, you know, I had the opportunity to apply it in my role. And then obviously like everything, you know, uh, life changes, life moves on. Um, we then had the financial crisis. Merrill Lynch Investment Managers then became part of BlackRock and we had the BGI merger. And I saw the shift in focus from active equity to passive equity. And with that shift in focus, it was becoming exceptionally evident that the role that fintech was playing within all our lives, obviously, clearly, but especially in financial markets. And um, specifically, I could see it from an equity trading perspective, which is, you know, which is where I was sort of viewing the world. And I wanted to be more involved with that change. And I wanted to be more on the front line of that change and give my, put myself in a position where I was more exposed to, um, to these fintech firms that were, um, yeah, that, that were coming through. So I left BlackRock in 2019 and I joined Fincelerate, which is a very different type of company. And my role at BlackRock was very different to what my role is now at, at Fincelerate. So, so that was a massive, um, yeah, that was a massive change for me. And I went from essentially being a when you're at a buy side house, you are essentially a client. So I went from being a client to suddenly, you know, the, the other side of the fence where I was the salesperson. So, and I also went from a very large organization to a much smaller organization, but that was also something that I felt that was important for me on a personal level, because I'd always been part of a larger institution and I was keen to, um, you know, when you're in a smaller organization, you have to get your hands dirty in absolutely everything. You know, you have to be spinning sort of six sources on two hands and so on, loads of spinning plates. And that, that was something that I, I wanted to experience because I hadn't had that at a larger, at a larger organization. That's really interesting hearing that journey of, of pivoting and taking on different challenges and different journeys and, and moving from one side as the client over to the other as the seller. Um, it's really, really interesting that you've, you've, you've kind of thrown yourself into all of that. 
if you had to choose sort of like the biggest, the biggest challenge that you overcome, you know, what would that be? Mm, well, it's quite difficult to identify, I think, one big challenge to overcome, because I think, you know, probably like everybody, you, you come across, you know, at every stage, you come across what you think is a really big challenge, and then you overcome it. And then, you know, you've got a little small relaxation period, and then another, you know, another boulder hits you, you know, before, uh, before you realize it. But I would say the biggest challenge I think was actually well, it's two things but they're very connected so so the first thing was to leave a really large institution and to go from a smaller institution that was something you know that was, it was a big challenge because you have to have a different mindset I'd learned a lot from my old role um, it had provided me with an amazing network an amazing work ethic and you know the skill sets that I'd sort of built up over that period as well helped me overcome the challenge but to but essentially I I had to really search within me to find that skill set of being a salesperson because I don't think it's it's not that easy obviously and it just takes it takes some perseverance it takes a while and um, you have to be so focused on your end goal in order to be able to achieve it and you can't allow yourself to be distracted um, by other things and and so, so that was also so I think to answer your question, the big challenge was for me was that pivot that I made in 2019. Yeah, 100%. And really, really interesting to hear that, that the pivot was the, the biggest challenge, but, but it sounds like the most rewarding as well. Um, so really nice to share that. Thank you. I, th I think absolutely. I agree. It, it probably is the most rewarding because you um, obviously when you when you're presented with challenges that you then overcome and the unpredictability of the day and also knowing that when you work for a smaller organization, everything that you do has a big impact on your bottom line, basically yeah. in a larger organization, that impact that there is an impact, but it's just a lot more of a subdued impact because clearly there are so many other people working for the same organization that are also doing a fantastic job. But when you're in a smaller organization, if you do something, it has a great positive impact. And if you don't do something it also that also has an impact as well and so and just feeling that knowing that on a day-to-day -day basis helps really helps I think focus your mind on clearly on on what your um, end goal is and and it forces you to think um, in different ways of how you are able to achieve that end goal because it's a lot clearer in your mind when it's when it's a smaller organization I think. Yeah, yeah, that's that's brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I wanted you to to tell us more about your work with 100 Women of Fintech and what that entails, because I can imagine quite a few people listening to this will probably want to be a part of it. Oh, yes. I mean, that, that would be great. So I'm on the Global Visibility Committee for 100 Women in Fintech and maybe just a little bit of background about the initiative and um, how it's come about. So 100 Women in Fintech was born out of 100 Women in Finance, which people may know as um, it was previously called 100 Women in Hedge Fund. It started back in 2001. It's a network of 15,000 members globally. The mission is very much to strengthen 
strengthen and empower women at each career stage to achieve their professional potential. It is also um, it also serves to inspire and equip a new generation for industry leadership. And um, the CEO, Amanda Pullinger, recognized, obviously, what was happening in the fintech space and wanted to um, embrace and celebrate the amazing things that female fintech leaders were doing. And so, um, so hence the uh, 100 Women in Fintech was uh, launched earlier this year in the middle of a brand in the middle of a pandemic, but um, we, we successfully launched. And what we're doing at the moment is we, so, so the purpose behind 100 Women in Fintech is to elevate um, the public profile of female fintech leaders and enable their relationships within the fintech ecosystem. So that's, that's the mission of the organization. And what we are doing at the moment is, as committee members is we are going out and finding those female fintech leaders because I'm sure as you know it, it is quite fragmented and at the same time there are loads out there so we want to make sure that we capture as many of them as as we you know as as we possibly can. And how can we all um, get involved and support you in this? Absolutely. So if you are a female fintech leader, then please reach out to me, um, Kenzie Goodwin on LinkedIn. Separately, if you know, and I can send you more information, happy to talk um, to people on a one to one about it. Um, Separately, if you would like to see who is already on the 100 women in fintech directory it's it's all on the 100 women in finance website and there is a link on there um, for people to apply to be part of the directory as well okay fantastic and what we'll do when we post this pod kenzie we'll we'll put all the links in there as well so it's really easy for people to to follow and uh, and connect with you so thank you for sharing that lovely I wanted to ask, what advice would you give to the industry to affect the gender imbalance? Yes. So, I mean, well, before I answer that question, I mean, one thing that I would say, having worked at BlackRock and also now working at Fincelerate, I think that it really is something that, well, both those companies that I'm working for now and have worked for previously, it's something that they um, feel quite strongly about affecting that gender imbalance. And I would also say the industry is now, this, this is very different what we're seeing now, what we've been seeing in the last few years in terms of what the industry is actually trying to do to to address the to to address that gender imbalance it's very different to what we've sort of seen i think um in previous attempts and it is working it just you know takes a while for these things to actually come through so my point is is the industry is is actually making that effort i think at the moment but obviously like everything you know you want you want it to happen faster and it should happen faster so i mean i guess the two challenges is to make sure that you know the, the classic problem is is women hit sort of 30 35 and they leave the industry and then um and you just don't have enough women coming into the industry so i mean you know that's a classic problem that's been happening obviously for a while so the important thing is is to is to really make that effort of going out and finding female leaders and putting them in places where they are very visible so that younger women coming into to the industry have those visible female role models that they can connect to and they feel that they belong in this place and this is where they want to work the the other thing is is obviously a lot of the i guess challenges come from the informal 
social events which tend to be a bit more male dominated as opposed to female dominated so it's addressing that issue and it's almost like sort of creating more informal social events that that would include more women so that women would generally feel more included in the workplace it's a difficult subject but obviously childcare tends to work because i mean childcare is obviously a personal choice but that is often the reason why some women leave the industry obviously not all and i i think the other point that i would make is to further i mean this is happening to extent but it, i guess it just needs to be done more but childcare should be seen as a responsibility for both parents not just one parent whereas at the moment it tends to be a default to the mother as opposed to the father but if that's seen as a response more of, of an equal responsibility then I think that that should be more of a game changer as well yeah I, I think that's really really helpful to hear like your, your solid pieces of advice and um, there's so many things that people can take away from what you said and implement I mean starting with making sure that the w women in, in businesses feel feel that they are included in in, in different events that are set up, especially now during lockdown. I think it's so important that we're just aware of all the different personalities within our business and that people will, will enjoy doing different things and to make sure everybody's included. So that's just so, so helpful to hear that from you. Thank you. And then my last question is back to you and uh, Fincelerate and what's next on the horizon? Yes, well, I think we've still got quite a few things. Um, so our plan for 2021 now, I guess, is to con continue what we're doing in terms of strengthening and widening the fintech ecosystem. We want to be a central point connecting fintech firms with clients, as well as connecting um, fintechs with investors as well, um, particularly those that come to us at, um, at early stage. And, um, and really, you know, our, our, our obviously main focus is to be um, accelerating that commercial engagement process between fintech companies and financial institutions. And I guess, I mean, to, to put it succinctly, what we'd really like to be is widely recognized as a fintech filter on behalf of the consumers. So at the moment, with financial financial institutions it's already in place to an extent but it's of great benefit to our clients to be that fintech filter also we were not obviously expecting to be in this situation of a pandemic for most of 2020 but it's actually um for us as an organization it's actually presented the opportunity to expand reputation um sort of further afield in us and asia because i mean like a lot of people are experiencing because we're now not no longer having physical meetings so geographical locations are not so much of a restriction and we're very aware of the tech talent that is out there in the US and Asia and that's something that we would very much like to harness and and bring back and showcase over here um, in Europe. I mean, the other thing, and of course, um, it's, it's very dear to our hearts at Fincelerate, is to ensure that there is equal opportunity within that ecosystem that we are contributing to, and that in equal opportunity should appear as sort of inclusive and diverse as well. The fintech community, I'm sure, as, as you're aware, is exceptionally entrepreneurial, as any growth industry is. And for that to really succeed and really take off diversity of thought, 
is absolutely crucial for that progress and in order to have diversity of thoughts you know uh, diversity of thought from the participants in that fintech ecosystem you know, we would need um diverse participants and um and that's something that at Fincillerate, you know we we really support the business needs for that inclusive and diverse approach um, that sounds brilliant and um, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us and being so open and honest with with all your advice to the the industry and and i love to hear about what people are doing for inclusion and i love what you're saying about diversity of thought and diversity of, of people and perspective so thank you very much for sharing your journey your story your career on the women of fintech podcast series it's been brilliant having you thank you very much Bye.